to another episode of the Championship Roundtable. I'm your host, Louis Shackshaft. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Louis Shackshaft or visit my website, louisshackshaft.com, where I uh, write lots of articles, do blogging. I've got Sheffield Wednesday t- Statistics. That's the team I support. Uh, all these podcasts that I record are on there also. You can also find the show on Twitter at Championship Pod. Hi, I'm Andy Buckley-Taylor, Derby County supporter. You can find me at Twitter uh, with the user handle at BookTaylor64. And I also uh, blog for the Derbyshire Times group of newspapers. Right, Andy, we've not had a show since the Fulham and Aston Villa playoff final. So what I want to talk about on this uh, show initially, if you don't mind, is... What's next for Aston Villa? Obviously, uh, they've failed to gain promotion this season. Fair play to Fulham. They've gone up and they're a lot of people's favourites and they've done really well to obviously gain promotion to the Premier League. Uh, But like I say, in terms of financial fair play and parachute payments, how do you see next season going for Aston Villa, Andy? Um, Steve Bruce is a manager who has liked to have a bit of money to spend, but... um... Looking at their finances, looking at their, uh, well, their wage bill, obviously players are going to have to go. Um, The players they've had out on loan will have to go back. Uh, Obviously, John Terry uh, not continuing there frees up a bit of money. But there's there's a lot of work to do there. Um, I mean, over at Derby, we got a similar sort of scenario, although not to the same extent. And it's going to take some real uh, good wheeling and dealing within the transfer market. Possibly, um, well, they're going to have to sell their most prized asset, I think, Jack Grealish. I was reading in the the, uh, press over the weekend, uh, a possible £40 million bid for him coming up from Leicester. Well, I was just going to ask you that. Um, I know that £40 million has been mentioned. I can't see him getting that much. Can you, Andy? Maybe maybe half of that, or twenty five at a push. But seriously, forty million pound for Grealish? I I think it's a bit cuckoo and myself. I mean, had Fulham not gone up, people were talking the thirty million for Sessignon, and to me, he's a far better player. He's got more to his game than Jack Grealish. Not I agree. Putting, yeah, yeah. Not putting Grealish down. He's a very very good, talented young English player. But, I mean, £40 million plus, you know, all the clubs uh, in the Premier League are going to be, uh, they're going to be knowing that Aston Villa are going to need to reduce its budget. And I think you, you might uh, get a bit of fun in games where Premier League teams will go in low and then probably work up towards around about a £20 million figure. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, obviously, there's a lot of pressure, like you mentioned, on uh, Villa to lose their best players now uh, in terms of financial fair play. And I I could be wrong, you know, reduced parachute payments, I believe, are around £7 million this year for Aston Villa. So uh, not too much money coming into the club in that aspect. Is, like you mentioned, you know, Derby are in a a similar scenario. Is is it basically this season or or this summer window that they have to turn their attentions to to free transfers and the possible loan market and and bringing players in that regard? Well, I'm fully expecting Derby to sell Matthew Vidra. Um, He's probably the most valuable player 
in the squad when you're talking money-wise. He was the number one striker in the division last year. Um, his stock is ne- has never been higher. So, I mean, I'm thinking about between 10 and 15 million is a realistic price to be looking for Vidra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, we've got some expensive players off the wage bill as well. Jason Shackle, Darren Bent and Chris Baird, they were all high earners at the club. Um, I'm expecting, well, I'm speculating that uh, McLaren at uh, QPR will probably be in for Chris Martin, his favourite striker. The Martin stock's not as high as it was a couple of years ago, but I think you could still raise two, three million pounds for Chris Martin. Um, a bit, there's a bit of wheeling and dealing, but also, I mean, when you look at financial fair play, you look at it over a three-year period where you're allowed losses of 39 million. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I haven't scrutinised them as much as some may have done, but roughly speaking, when you look overall at our losses over the last two seasons, I think we've got about 15, 16 million um, to play with, as as in allowed losses. So, yeah, we're it, we're we're in um, we're in a situation where purse strings have got to be tightened. But we're not in a situation where we can't do any business at all. Yeah, you know what? It's a similar scenario for a lot of clubs in the championship. Obviously, me being a Sheffield Wednesday fan, I'll just touch upon it. But, you know, you know, we're, we're in a similar situation in terms of financial fair play. Yeah, we, we can spend probably a couple of million pounds. But, you know, we, we've been making losses each year. And like you say, that £39 million loss over three years we're scraping the barrel a little bit now, and it's it's just going to be down to really good um, business and you know managerial styles in terms of who they bring over the summer. And I've I've the, the problem with sometimes with free transfers is yes, you're not spending money, but if you're wanting decent players and and such as Aston Villa and Derby will attract players, but you know wages these days can can cost nearly as much as as transfer fees. It seems you know over over the course of a year, it, it's crazy money. Um, so, like I touched upon before, you know, the, the loan market might be, you know, the, the way to go down uh, and, and youth players, you know, that players who were 23 and under from the Premier League. That's that's one area that Sheffield Wednesday are, are looking towards for next season to obviously save money. Uh, but I'm guessing it's going to be a very, very interesting summer. Uh, staying with Derby, though, uh, obviously, Andy, um, it was confirmed that Rowett went to... Stoke City and you've brought Lampard into the club which is you know we're going to discuss but what's your initial thoughts of Frank Lampard coming in as manager? Uh, Well I actually think it could address the the, uh, vast uh, subject that we've just spoken about when you you know with regards to uh, the squad And, 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 and that's the fact is he He's a guy who's been around a long time. He's very well respected. Chelsea legend. And he's going to have contacts. And, you know, I don't think it would be uh, uh, all that surprising if you got three or four Chelsea youngsters mm-hmm. came across on loan. I'm not saying it'll definitely, but I mean, they, they loaned out 20-odd players last season. 
and there is a they're, they're very deep talent wise you know within their younger players but also i mean there's been a lot of speculation over the weekend as regards john terry now john terry obviously he would have to take a massive pay cut yeah. to uh, come Derby, but you never know. Old pal Zach, I'll come and help you out, and you help me get my coaching badges. You know, <laughs> it, 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 that sort of scenario is—it's uh, not beyond possible, is it? No, it's definitely a move I can see happening. It does make sense. Obviously, I know there's going to be Terry's wages to discuss, and we've we've touched upon that. You know, it, it, what a Derby willing to give him? I haven't a clue, but it's like you say. Lampard is obviously going to have a lot of contacts and players like Terry or youth players from Chelsea are good examples of players that they can bring in. Um, I mean, my initial thoughts when Lampard uh, was appointed at Derby, he obviously is a risk. He's, he's not got the experience as a manager. It's his first club. Um, and But... The, but on, on, if you flip that, you know, every manager that you appoint these days is a risk. So it's either going to be, you know, a, a fantastic risk that they have taken and is going to guide, you know, Derby to, to better things. Or we will probably know by Christmas if it was a mistake that Derby County have made. What, what, how do you see things going in the short term future with Derby now Lampard's arrived, Andy? Well, I mean, th- there's been a lot of chat about it. I mean... The majority of our fans are positive. It's the name. It's got it's got the whole footballing world talking about Derby County. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But but the thing is, it is I I find it absolutely impossible to judge the appointment because there's no evidence on whether to base on on how to base your argument whether it's going to work or not. Yeah, and that's um, the point I'm trying to make. Also, yeah, without any experience, and you know, he's he's not got one game to his name yeah as he as a manager so it's yeah it's going to be an interesting one but i i think it was a you know a risk worth taking oh yeah i mean absolutely uh, we've been down different roads before um we, we, we we've took uh, managers off the merry-go-round uh we've took rowett who we thought was here for the long you know the long haul and i think basically i mean I think our owner, just, he had to try something new. Uh, I mean, maybe it's the last roll of the dice for the owner. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, the, the one thing that uh, Lampard is known for in the footballing world is leadership. And to be a manager, you, you've got to be able to lead. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed, uh, he, he'll get his time. Um, he will uh, be able to take advantage on the uh, contacts that uh, he's got during his time as a player and, mm-hmm. and, ho- and, and hopefully uh, he can see the job out and uh, get us into the top six again. Yeah, he obviously talks a good game as a pundit. Let's just hope for your sake that he can do the same as a manager and, like I say, guide guide Derby County to some su- success next season, if, if not next season, the season after, as long as he's given time. I know you mentioned there uh, Rowett, though, so we'll, we'll talk about that now because, obviously, Stoke City are officially a championship club uh, as, of, as of now and next season. So what do you make of Rowett going to Stoke, Andy? Do you still, are you still angered by him, his departure? Or, and, and how do you see him doing, um, you know, given the summer and, and next season with Stoke City? Well, if you look at Gary Rowett, now, 
I wanted him appointed. He was an ex-Derby player, but he had some success um, when he left Burton Albion. I know they had a couple of goes in the playoffs. He left them at the top of the table. He did a good job at Birmingham City without having a lot of money. And in January time, um, as Jake will tell you, I was very confident that he was going to be signing a new contract. And he did. He signed a new contract. Now, this is the main, the main point is when he signed that contract, Stoke City were interested in January. And Gary Rowett clearly stated, Derby was the one job out there that I wanted. I am here to see the job through. Yeah. Now, um, we, we, we had a, a great unbeaten run under him. We had a, a dip, but uh, we managed to pull ourselves back into the top six. Um, we, we got into the playoffs. We, we, we were beaten by a better team, but I don't think we disgraced ourselves, considering, you know, mm-hmm. we, when, you, when you look at the actual matchup. Um, and... Uh, I, to me, after the second leg, there was something in his body, in his body language. Maybe it's just me, but I think there was. Um, Stoke City, obviously, uh, were once again in the market for a new manager. I tweeted on, on the Saturday that Gary Rowett may be leaving Derby County. This was before any of the press had got hold of it. Got a friend over in Stoke. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to tell you this, Gary Rowett's coming to Stoke. Yeah, and, I mean, it's obviously, it's going to say, it's just, it's, it's obviously kicking the teeth for Derby. Like you say, he signed that contract and, you know, it'd have been great if he'd have had this, this transfer window and hopefully they, they would have progressed. But, you know, it's, I suppose it's, sometimes it's just simply down to money, whether it was that, you know, I, I, I don't know as such. But um, regarding Stoke, Andy, do, how do you, if you had to predict how they're going to do next season, though, how, how do you think Stoke City will do under Rowett? It's difficult. I mean, very rarely do the three rele- relegated teams all go straight back up again, do they? Yeah, they don't. Um, no, not normally. He's got a big budget. He's, he's, ne- he's never had a budget like this before. Um, it, it's difficult. I, I personally think West Brom and Middlesbrough are going to be the teams to watch out for next season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've both got better core squads for the championship. I think the Stoke squad's a bit of a mess at the moment, and I think he's got a lot of work to do, you know. But I, I expect Stoke to be in the top six. Whether they uh, make it, I don't know. I mean, what could be uh, better than a, a Derby Stoke playoff final? <laughs> Well, yeah, that'd be very interesting. I mean, it's it's quite. It could be a scenario, obviously, where you know, with, with what's happened with Rowett, is that um, I'm sure Derby now will be just dying to finish above Stoke City next season, won't they? Um, that that'll certainly be a name just to you know return the favour and give Rowett a kick in the teeth, I suppose. Um, but you touched on West Brom there. Yes, I think that they'll be. Uh, obviously one of the favourites to go straight back up and you know that they, they play some decent football and, and Darren Moore did a great job I'm sure that like myself you're happy that Darren Moore got the job in the end at West Brom oh I'm, I'm over the moon for the guy um he, he was a West Brom player um, yeah in he, fact in fact he went from West 
from to us. And he was part of the motion team, which the last, you know, all them years ago uh, under Billy Davis. Mm-hmm. And he, 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 was a, he was a good player. Uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting him before. And uh, he gives a straight answer to a straight question. I think he, he, he will get the respect of the players in his squad. And, you know, he's, he was loved as a player by the Baggies fans. Yeah, he definitely deserved the job. I mean, you know, it, you know, there was still link with getting other managers before it was confirmed, but everyone was crying out for more to get the job, wasn't they? After, after you know, his almost heroics, you know, I know obviously they got relegated, unfortunately for him, but, you know, a couple more games away, he may, he may have just, you know, helped them survive. Um, while we're touching on the Premier, Premier League teams that were relegated as well, obviously Carver Hall left uh, Swansea City, and they've also been linked. It looks as though Graham Potter's going to potentially be confirmed at Swansea. Uh, nothing official as yet, but do you think that'd be a a great, you know, um, managerial appointment in Potter, or do you think he lacks, you know, the the coaching and, and the managerial experience in in England? Um, it could go. It could go either way, couldn't it? Because. I mean, Roy Hodgson spent years abroad and uh, had success. And yeah, it, good it, point, it, yeah. Yeah, and, and he, he came over to uh, Britain and he did a good job at Fulham. Um, he's, he's done a, a, another good job this season at Palace. Uh, things didn't quite work out well at Liverpool, but that's a totally different kettle of fish with different expectations anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it, it, it could go the other way. I mean, we had, I'm just trying to think of the, uh, the last um, sort of um, case like this was probably the American guy, Bradley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and it didn't work out. But saying that, I think European football is more like Premier League anyway, rather than uh, MLS. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if, he, if he can get... Um, if he's got some good contacts within the game, if he's got a good uh, scouting network, uh, it could work. But uh, I, I have to say, uh, uh, pretty much like the Lampard situation, I'm I'm lacking on knowledge of of him to actually make a qualified judgment. Yeah, it is like you say. You know, when when managers come from abroad or they've got no experience, then it is it is hard to judge. I mean, he has done. I'm not even going to say try and pronounce the club that he's at but I know they did obviously well to get into uh, the Europa League and and, and I believe they got knocked out by Arsenal in the end Um, however I'm just glad to see his name floating about because he has done well abroad and I I think he deserves a chance I don't see why you know such as Swansea why not start there at a championship club's you know, a, a decent championship club there should be as well, Swansea next season. Um, I don't see why he can't do a good job, and I hope that he makes a name for himself in England as well. Uh, but let's talk about uh, the other club, what we seem to talk about a lot on this podcast, because they continue to uh, get rid of managers. Uh, Leeds United, Andy, uh, obviously hecking bottom um, sacked uh, not so long ago. Uh, only a few days ago, really, and been linked with, uh, I believe his name is Marcelo Bielsa, uh, currently at Lille. Firstly, let's talk about the sacking of Heckingbottom after only 16 games in. What are your thoughts on that one? 
Mm, strange one, really. Um, I know he'd uh, recently struggled at Barnsley. Um, he'd gone through, was it one winning something like 15 games? Yeah, uh, something like that. So, yeah, I, I know obviously Barnsley went down in the end and, and whatever. Yeah. I, I just, if, I, if I'm honest, I know I'm interrupting a little, but I really just thought that Leeds United this time were going to be slightly different and really give Heckingbottom some time because I think, you know, he, he, overall, if you look at the overall picture, what Heckingbottom did at Barnsley, did a great job. And I thought that, you know, with the summer transfer window just coming up, you know, Leeds United's fans might say otherwise. It'd be great to, to d- discuss this with Kev, who we have on the show. But I really thought that he'd have this summer window and, and then at least the beginning of next season. But for him to be shown the door already, I was I was quite surprised. I've obviously uh, been linked with Marcelo Bielsa, um, Andy. What are your thoughts on, you know, he's got great credentials, but what are your thoughts on him if he potentially is appointed at Leeds United? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, this. Um, he's won an Olympic Games uh, with Argentina. I think he got to the Europa League uh, Cup final. And uh, he seems to be highly uh, highly rated um, mm, yeah. by people like Pochettino. So, um, yeah, very interested. Um, I, I hear he, he practices uh, nice uh, flowing football as well. So, uh, yes, I, I should keep one eye on this appointment. Yeah, definitely. Um, me also, you know, if, if he was at Leeds United, I think it obviously changed the style of play completely. And like, and like I said before, he's got great credentials. He's, you know, he's, he's won some major tournaments. So, you know, a, a name like Bielsa coming into the championship, then it can only do good for the for the league. Uh, the, the only other team, really, we, we can talk about in terms of managerial appointments, you know, uh, Paul Hurst, obviously. Um, McCarthy left at the end of the season at Ipswich. We, I believe, a couple of games to go. Um, and and they've, they've appointed Paul Hurst after, after his unfortunate defeat in the playoff final uh, with Shrewsbury. What, what are your thoughts on Paul Hurst, Andy? Yeah, well, <laughs> Ipswich fans, obviously... Um, They've, uh, they've had McCarthy in for a few years, and McCarthy plays a very direct style. Now, what you're getting here, you're bringing in a manager who can play the passing game, but he can, he can also go direct uh, when the need arises. And uh, if he can balance a squad that can play both brands of football, you know, then obviously uh, it's... Uh, good to, you know, have more than one star to play. But what he will bring is, obviously, um, coming from a lower division, he will know of the young talent in the lower divisions Mm, and and perhaps he will be in a good position to bring in some uh, players uh, which uh, who he feels can make the step up and uh, make an impact in the championship. But very, very interesting uh, appointment, and uh, I think the uh, well, some of the uh, Ipswich fans <laughs> are sighing a, a big sigh of relief because uh, McCarthy football is okay if it's getting your promotion, like he did at yeah. Wolves and Sunderland, but you don't put up with that style of football for long and, and uh, bite the bullet if you're shredding water. No, you're right. You know, it's for me. 
Paul Hurst, he, he, you know, he, he could turn Ipswich into a surprise package next season. I, I really hope he does well. In fact, with all these managers, what have either been confirmed or linked with clubs, I, I just always hope that they are given time. That's, you know, that's one thing that does frustrate me in football these days is that managers just seem to be sacked as soon as that there's a, a slight or, you know, a, a few game underachievement, you know, the, 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 the red's on the line, really, the neck's on the line, sorry, where, the, you know, the they have a bad run of form and they're potentially sacked after a couple of months. And I just really hope, like I say, most of these managers are going to have a transfer window now. They've got two, three months, obviously, to bring in maybe a couple of players that they like or know of or youth players like you touched on with Hurst, knowing players in in the lower divisions. Um, So, yeah, I I just hope that these, these managers are given time and, you know, it should make for a very, very interesting championship again as of next season uh but unfortunately we're we're out of time andy um if you just want to let everyone know uh where they can find you uh on twitter at booktailor 64 facebook booktailors derby blog where's the links to the various podcasts and blogs that i do for the derbyshire newspapers and i've been your host uh, my name is louis shackshaft i'm on twitter just my name is my handle, so at Louis Shackshaft, or you can visit louisshackshaft.com as well, where you can view all my work, which includes all my articles, podcasts, blogging, etc. Um, also, we are going to continue to podcast as obviously news breaks in, in the championship, like we have done on this show also. And we're also going to be doing World Cup, uh, World Cup specials, so you can check out those, obviously, as the World Cup fixtures and games progress over the course of the next six weeks. Uh, But we want to thank you all for listening. You can check us out on Twitter at Championship Pod, where the uh, podcast will be obviously updated uh, week by week. Um, And continue to listen to us. (laughs) 